Okay, good morning. Today's daf is daf gimel. Yom daf gimel. Yom daf gimel. Um, today's shir is le'ilu nishmas Brian Abbas Tuvia Ze'ev and Yerachmiel ben Eliezer. There's also um, for ben Sion ben Ze'ev Avram Halevi. May their memory be a blessing and may their neshamas have an aliyah. And then also, as we will say, Shir, um, in memory of all the Kohani, of all the holy soldiers who have uh, sacrificed themselves to protect the Jews and their nation, as it's Yom Azikaron, and also for Rafur Shleima of, who, sorry, Mir? Svi HaKohen Ben Shifra. May you have a complete and speedy recovery. Um, yeah, today is the... 17th day of the Omer, Hayom Shivar Asa Yom Shahim Shnei Shvos Vishloisha Yomim Ba'omer. Okay, so now to Al Gomorrah. So we got up to the fourth line on Gimel Amud Aleph. So just to recap where we're coming from, remember our Mishnah mentioned that you separate the Kohen Godel for seven days before Yom Kippur. You're separating from his family, his wife, and he goes into a special uh, chamber in the Beis Amidash to start getting ready for Yom Kippur. Um, the second thing, then the Gomorrah brought, oh, there's another time we separate someone, and that is a Kohen who is going to do the avoider of the burn, the Porah Duma. We separate him for seven days before. Remember, the reason there was because, on the one hand, we go extreme to specifically use a Kohen who's a Tful Yom um, to exclude from the Tzidukim. We said a Tful Yom is possible to do the to burn the paraduma, so we specifically use someone who's at full yom um, to highlight, uh, to go against, to show that we don't listen to them. That's not the truth. But then to counterbalance that disregard for tuma, and we worry that uh, people just come to treat it carelessly regarding tuma. We go to the on in every single other area, we go all the way to the total opposite extreme, um, and are so particular with tuma. We don't have time to go through through the, the things now, but we mentioned some yesterday. But we're really, really extremely cautious and extreme with saving from Tumor regarding the avoider of the Pora Duma. Now, um, so that was those. We then went on to the source. And the interesting we brought the source is from, for both of them, we, we said the source is from the Miluyim. By the Miluyim, that was the inauguration of the... Mishkan, for seven days from the start, well, from the seven days before Aaron was separated, and then on the eighth day he did his first avoider. So that's the inauguration of the uh, the first service that Aaron ever did in the Mishkan, um, the Miluyim, and the pasuk there says, uh, let me just find it one second. Just as you did on this day, so too you will do for you, so too it shall be done and for kapora for yourselves. So we learned La Asos is telling us that you have to do just as Aaron did Hafrosh and now just as Aaron separated seven days before the Miluim, so too La Asos when you're going to do the Paraduma, you have to separate for seven days before and Lechaper, so too when. Just as by the Miluim you separated for seven days, so too when you come to do the um, (coughs) 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 
Um, <coughs> and so too, when you come to do the avoider for Yom Kippur, you have to separate seven days before. That is regarding the Miluyim. Um, sorry, the Miluyim to Yom We learned from the Miluyim to Yom Kippur. Now, yesterday we were discussing who says that Lechaper is referring to the Miluyim. So let me just find one second. Um, yeah, we started off with maybe it's referring to regular Karbanas. And we said maybe it's referring to one of the Regalim. And, we, and then we went off and said, and we try to compare it to Sukkot. If you, se- if you have to separate for, uh, well, sorry, any of Pesach or Sukkot. If you have to separate before, maybe Lechaper is for the Karbanas that atone on Pesach or Sukkot. Then we said, no, because they're for seven days, and the Miluyim was only for one day. We then said, okay, fine, so you're telling me it's for one day, maybe it's for Shmini Atzeres. Maybe when it says Lechaper, it's for the atonement of Shmini Atzeres. I just, as Aaron had to separate for seven days before the Miluyim, so too he has to separate for seven days before Shmini Atzeres. So we said, no, you can't compare the two, because Shmini Atzeres is, has Kedusha before it, we're building up the seven days of Sukkot and then Shmini Atzeres. And so too by, um, um, which is not so by the Miluyim, there wasn't a Kedusha beforehand. So it's more similar to Yom Kippur. Um, and then we gave, yes, went into a bit more of a subtle point, but Ravashi also pointed out that no. So if, if you don't need Hafrosha for Sukkot, why would you, how can you come along and say you need Hafrosha for Shmini Atzeres, which is secondary to Sukkot? And that's what we ended off with. So now the Gomorrah is going to make another su- suggestion. So again, where we're holding is the Gomorrah told us that when the Pasuk says, Lechaper, it's coming to say, just as by the Miluyim, Aaron had to be separated for seven days, so too before Yom Kippur, the Kohen Kodal has to be separated for seven days. He says, Ve'em Atzeres. Maybe the word Lechaper is actually coming to refer to Shvuas, the precious Shivas Yom Liyom Echodhu, because that's very similar to the Miluyim. It's separating for seven days. Um, it's separating for seven days for one day. Remember, Shvuas in Eretz Yisrael is one day, so that would be very similar to the Miluyim. So the Omer Rabbi Abba Donin Par Echod Va'ayel Echod Mi Par Echod Va'ayel Echod. Rabbi Abba says no. We learn from Yom, from the Miluyim where Aaron brought one bull and one ram to the Yom Kippur, which is also only one, which is one bull and one ram. which excludes from Asheris, which is two rams. So that's uh, so that's what Rabbi um, Rabbi Abba wanted to explain. Again, how do I know to learn from the Miluyim to Yom Kippur instead of the Miluyim to Shvuas? Because they're more similar. One part, we're going to see, but basically one part of the temple Avodah, the Yom Kippur Avodah we know was very broad, and there were lots of, quite a few korbanos often on that day. But there were different parts of to those korbanos. There was the Kohen Godel's almost personal korbanos. There were the communal offerings, the general communal offerings. There was this, the, the, the Musaf offerings, above the communal offerings. There was the special, special Yom Kippur offerings. So we'll, just, we'll go into it a bit further now. But basically, from one aspect, Yom Kippur is one aisle 
and one bull and one aisle, which is what Aaron had to do on the Miluyim. And therefore, it makes sense to learn Yom Kippur from the Miluyim and not Shavuos. This makes sense according to the opinion that Yom Kippur was one aisle. But according to the opinion who says that there were two rams, what are you going to say? I, we said the, we're not, the Miluyim is one bull and one ram. So well then Yom Kippur is what we said Yom Kippur is more similar because it's one bull and one ram. But of course there's an opinion as we're going to see now in the Brisa that Yom Kippur is actually one bull and two rams, which is very similar to Shavuos, which is also two rams. Now let's just see this inside. So just before we go inside, as I just said, there are different parts of the Yom Kippur Avodah. There's the Musaf of Yom Kippur. Um, yeah, there's the Musaf of Yom Kippur, which also is one bull and one ram. Both of them oilers. There's the communal Yom Kippur offering. That would be one aisle, one ram as an oiler, and two goats as a chattis. And then a third part of the Yom Kippur is the Kohen Godel's Korbonos, the one bull and the one ram. But according to this price that we're going to see now, that it's just based on the structure of the Psukim, it's a debate whether, let's see it inside. So he says, the Tanya Rebbe Oymer Rebbe says, "Ail echod hu da amor kan, hu da amor bechumash bikudim." It's the when the pasuk discusses a ram here in Vayikra. It's the by the the avoid of Yom Kippur. It's the same ram that is mentioned in Bamidbar Sefer Bamidbar. So again, there's only one ram. It's just mentioned twice. Rebbe Elazar Rebbe Shimon Oymer Rebbe Elazar Rebbe Shimon says, "Shnei elim heim." He says, no, it's two different korbanos. The one that's mentioned in Vayikra is one korban of a ram, and the one that's mentioned in Bamidbar is a separate korban. So, according to this opinion, there are actually two rams. So again, we wanted to say Yom Kippur and is more similar to the Miluyim because it's one par and one ram, one aisle, but it's actually not really according to this opinion. It's one par and two aisles. So that's very difficult. Now, just before we answer this question, it's based on a distinction. We know there, we know all the festival offerings are communal offerings, but some korbanos have a special status of uh, what we would call musaf, which is in a musaf. What define what the definition we're going to give for musaf is a korban that is added on to the daily offering. How do I know if it's added on to the daily offering? Because the, the pasuk always ends off, milvad besides for the daily offering. So we see that musaf, I mean musaf literally means addition. So the one is a musaf is an addition to the daily offering on special occasions. Again, defined by the word, milvad And then another one we're going to call chayvas hayom, the obligation of the day, special korbanos that you bring on that day. Okay, so again, you're right. in a way it is Musaf, it's added on to the Korbanos, but it doesn't have the defining factor of the Chumash labeling besides the daily offering. Right? So it's not in addition to that daily offering, we'll call it Chobas Hayom, a special Korban of that day. So, Afilu Taimer Rebbe Shimon, you can even say that it fits in with Rebbe Lozebe Rebbe Shimon. There, the one ram is for the obligation of the day, and the one ram is for the musaf. 
which excludes Atzeres, where both rams are for an obligation of the day. Right, so what are we saying? Regarding Musaf, there's one bull and one ram on Yom Kippur, which is similar to the Miluyim, which is one bull and one ram. There is, you're right, another set of Korbonos, which includes a ram and other things, but that would be Chovas Hayom. Regarding Shvuas, the Chovas Hayom, the special Korban of that day, I mean, the focus of Shvuas was all around the Shtei Halech and the two loaves of um, wheat bread that they would bring in the temple. That's, again, that's the Shtei Halechem. And the two low, yeah, um, and, and amongst that was other animals that accompanied the Shtalechem, other korbanos. Okay, so where we are, so it can't be referring to Shvuas. When it says Lechaper, it can't be referring to the special korbanos of Shvuas because uh, the, the Miluyim was par and isle, which according to Rebbe is very good because Yom Kippur was also par and isle. But according to Rebbe, um, Rebbe Loza, Rebbe Shimon, a little more tricky, but you have to start making a distinction in the set of Korbonos it belongs to. Does it belong to the set of Korbonos which would fall under the category of Musaf or the Korbonos that fall under the category of Chovas Hayom? Ah, oh, but there's another part. Maybe the Chaper is not referring to separating the Kohen Godel before Yom Kippur. Maybe it's referring to separating the Kohen Godel before Rosh Hashanah. And that's separating for seven days for one day, which is the same as the Miluyim. So, Amr Biavu, Don in Parva Ayel Shelo, Mi Parva Ayel Shelo. This answer could exclude from both Shavuos and Rosh Hashanah, which are communal offerings. As I mentioned, there are various sets of Kor. You can divide the Yom Kippur avoid into various sets. One of the sets was a was a par and an ayel that the Kohen Godel had to pay for himself. And that is the same as the Miluyim that the Kohen Godel had to pay for himself. So when we say par and isle by the miluyim, we can learn from there to another case where there's a par and isle. And just as the par and isle of the miluyim is what is brought by the kohen, so too the par and isle is what is um, the par and isle is what is brought by the um, what is paid for by the kohen gadol himself which would be Yom Kippur. And that would exclude the parent isle of, or the parent two isles on Atzeres and on Rosh Hashanah, where they communal offerings paid for the, by the community. So the Gemara points out, he says, Honest, Lamando Makachloch, Mishelcho, Vosoloch, Mishelcho. That fits very well. This fits very well with the opinion that when the Pasuk says, take for yourself or make for yourself, it means you have to pay for it yourself. But what about the opinion that still says they brought from the community, our communal funds? Again, our whole answer was Yom Kippur is similar to the Miluyim because Aaron paid for the Miluyim and the Kohen Godel has to pay for his personal Yom Kippur offerings. That fits only with the opinion that says that he does have to pay for them himself. What about the opinion that says that no, he, has to, he doesn't have to pay for it himself? So so Michael Amos says the Tanya as the Brisa taught Kachlecho Mishel Chov Oseiloch Mishel Chov VeYichuelecho Mishel Tzibur. When the pasuk is phrased Kachloch, it means not going to go through examples where we find this in the Chumash. 
But when it says kachloch, it means you have to pay for it by yourself. I when Hashem told Aaron or Moshe or something kachloch, I meant that he pay for it from their own finances. Vaasaloch, similarly meshaloch, must be paid for by from your own personal finances. Vayikhuelech, or when it uses the phrase and they shall take for you, take for themselves, mishal tzibur. It must. That's when it comes from communal funds. Divrei Rabbi Yoshi. That's Rabbi Yoshi's opinion. Okay, so yeah, Rabbi Yonasan Omer. Rabbi Yonasan says, "Bein kach, bein kach loch, bein No, it always means communal funds. It's oh, umatam udloim a kach loch. So why does the pasuk use kach loch? Again, kach loch says take for yourself. Sounds like you got to take your own money. Why not just use? They shall take. He says, In a way, it's Hashem telling, it's, 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 we don't really want to say this, but in a way, Hashem can sometimes feel, I would rather have what is funded by Moshe than what is funded by the whole of Bnei Israel. Sometimes Bnei Israel annoy Hashem, and Hashem would prefer the Korban. So when it says, it's not saying literally, Moshe, you must pay for it yourself. It's kind of saying, in a way, I wish it was just from you and not from the whole of Bnei Yisrael. Um, a little bit of veiled, veiled rebuke to Bnei Yisrael, as we'll see a bit further. Um, well, yeah, we're going to elaborate on this point now. But let's just... Yeah, so Abachanin, Omar Abachanin says, Mishum Rebbe Eliezer, in the name of Rebbe Eliezer, Kosov Echor Oimer Va'asisa Sorry, one second... You shall make for yourself a wooden iron. And another pasuk says, They shall make an iron. How does that work? Must, again, Hashem told Moshe, Make for yourself. You must pay for this iron that you're building. And then the other pasuk says, They made the iron, implying that it must come from communal funds. So which one is it? So he says, "Can bismanche Israel oisin retzona shel makom? Can bismanche ain oisin retzona shel makom?" Here is where Bnei Israel are following the will of Hashem, and here is where Bnei Israel are not following the will of Hashem. A fascinating concept is that again, it is you're right, really it comes from communal funds to build the Aaron and all these other examples of where we say kachloch. But sometimes, again, this is the veiled rebuke. Sometimes Hashem says, you know what, I wish it was actually just from you, Moshe. Or he says, you know, Aaron, I wish it was just from you. I don't want it from Bnei Israel. They're not, they're not bonding with me. They're not uh, developing a, re- a relationship with me. And therefore, um, um, therefore, um, that's why it uses the phrase of kachloch. Now he say, so let's just... So this is built up the question. What's the question? Again, we said that the Yom Kippur Avoid is more similar to the Miluyim because the Miluyim Aaron had to pay for by himself and the Yom Kippur Avoid Aaron had to pay for by himself. We've just shown there's an opinion that says that it was paid for by the community, the Yom Kippur service. So according to that version, what are you going to say? So he says, Ad kan lo kligi alma he says, no, this that they argue whether kach loch or asay loch or asay lecho means an individual, that's in general, or, or, or from the communal funds, that's in general. So in general, Rabbi Yoshia says it means 
Um, sorry, Rabbi Yonasan says it means communal offerings. He says, however, for example, take for yourself ingredients. Make for yourself silver trumpets. That's where it means communal offerings. But in these cases, Yom Kippur and the Miluyim, it's almost explicitly telling Aaron that he must take it for that he must pay for it himself. Where? Once by the Mulim it's already told it says, tell Bnei Israel to take a goat as a chatos. It says, and then the Possuk says, take for yourself an eagle as a chatos. Lamely, why do I need to mention that? Again, if you're asserting that every time it says kachloch, it means a communal offering, well then the apostle could just read as follows. Speak to B'nai Yisrael and tell them to take a chattis and an eagle ben bakar. But the apostle changes. It starts off by saying, speak to B'nai Yisrael to take a chattis. And then it says, speak to Aaron, tell Aaron, kachloch, take for yourself. So clearly it must be telling Aaron to take it from private funds. We see there clearly that it's Aaron had to pay for it himself. And Bayomakipurim, similarly, Bayomakipurim. With this, the Posuk says, with this Aaron shall come into the holy with a bull for a chattas. And it also says, And from the community he shall bar two goats for a chattas. And he offers the bull which is his. Again, you've already, you just mentioned that it will be brought from, from the whole of Bnei Yisrael. And then you say the parachatas which is his. It seems the Apostle's not congruent. It starts off with something acquired by the whole of Bnei Israel and then something acquired by Aaron. It says, We learn from here that this law must be his. So very interestingly, what have we just concluded? Um, we'll, we'll work a little bit backwards. There's a machlokes whether you, when you see in the Torah, it says, take for yourself or make for yourself. Is it referring to your private funds? Like when it's speaking to Moshe, is it referring to communal funds? And he, there is a machlokes. The one opinion says it always means private funds. And the other opinion says, no, it always means communal funds. However, there are two exceptions to that where it definitely means private funds. And that's by the Miluyim and by Yom Kippur. And that we learn out from the Possum. Don't want to go through it again, but that we learn out from the Possum. So again, by the Miluyim. The par and the isle were bought exclusively by, paid for by Aaron Akohen. And by the Yom Kippur service, his par and isle were paid for exclusively by the Kohen Godel of that year. So what do we have here? It makes more sense that when it says, L'chaper by the Meluyim, it's referring to Yom Kippur, than it's referring to any other day like Rosh Hashanah, which even though there might be a similar offering, it's a communal offering, as a, it's paid for by the community from communal funds, as opposed to paid for by, um, as opposed to being paid for by um, the Aaron or the Aaron or the Kohen Godel himself. Now I just want to go back and discuss an interesting point that um, touches on a sugya we did a bit 
uh, further back in Shkolim, but not so long ago. Remember, we had a Machloikas there where there were one or two Arons. Remember, according to Rabbi Yehuda ben Lokish, there was the wooden Aron that Moshe made as he ca- when he was going up to get the second Luchos to keep them in. And then there was the golden Aron, the wooden covered in gold Aron, that Betzalel made, which is where we kept the whole Luchos, and then the wooden one kept the broken Luchos. And there were two Arons. That's the one opinion in the Gemara in Shkolim. Okay, that there were two different arons. There was this wooden one and the golden one. However, the Rabbonin there learned that there was actually only one aron. It was the aron. Um, Moshe did make a wooden one, but once Betzalel built, once we built the golden one of Betzalel, they buried the wooden one and um, and they buried the wooden one. And then they buried the wooden one and kept only the gold one. So that's the thing. And this, this as we point, I don't know if I pointed out at the time, it's actually a machloi kesri shonim. Rashi on Chumash clearly learns in a few places that there were two different arons and that they had both. He says, for example, the wooden one they always used to take out of them to war. The golden one was always kept in the the Tzalobot, was always kept in the base Amigdash or the, or the Mishkan. Um, and that's how Rashi learns. Ramban says, no. Clearly, there was always only one Aaron. Now, if you look at, let's go back to our proof that the Yikach Lecho we said must mean communal funds. Why? Because it says, one Posuk says, make for yourself an, a wooden Aaron. And one Posuk says, make, they shall make an Aaron of Atzei Shutim. Now, if you learn that there was only one Aaron, it makes sense to say, wait, how can it say he paid for it and how can it say they paid for it? It's one Aaron. It's one Aaron, um, and therefore you have to make up your mind was it paid for by Moshe or was it paid for by Bene Israel? However, if you learn that there were two different Aarons, like we said Rashi learns in Chumash, why would you say, um, if you said that there were two different Aarons, why would you say, um, Um, why would you say it's a problem? Maybe the wooden one was paid for by Moshe and the golden one was paid for by Bnei Israel. Why is it an issue to say, um, take for yourself, pay for yourself, and think it doesn't seem to be a contradiction? So that's an interesting question I ask on this uh, piece of Gomorrah. And Tos was elsewhere in Shas. Tos was give the answer that no, it makes sense to learn, based on other questions, but he says it makes sense to learn that the two arons that were made, the one made by the wooden one and the golden one, had the same requirements. And if you're going to say the one was made with communal funds, the other one must be made with communal funds. And if you're going to say the one was made by personal funds, the wooden one was made, then it would make sense to say that the gold one was also made by personal funds. So even if they're two arons, they would have the same basic requirements and it would and it would therefore have to be the same um, and therefore, it would still be the same. Okay, but that's an interesting discussion that came up, um, by the way, in the sugya. Okay, let's move on. Ravash, now, we've been trying to explain, what have we been trying to explain from now? That if the, that when it says, by the miluyim, it's teaching us that just as Aaron separated for seven days before the miluyim, so too Aaron separated 
the Kohen Godel has to separate for seven days before Yom Kippur. Okay, we've been through one answer. Now Ravashi, Omar Ravashi says, Sorry, now why can't you say it's Rosh Hashanah? Yeah. So Ravashi says the reason is because by the Miluyim it was a par for a Chattas and a Ram as a Oila, which is more similar to Yom Kippur, which is a par Lechatos and a Ayola Oila. The same types of korban, which excludes from Rosh Hashanah and Shvuas, where both the par and the isle are oilos. So even though it's the same type of animal, they're different types of korbanos. So it makes more sense that Aaron will have to separate for the same type of korban. Ravina Omar Ravina gives another answer. He says, Danin um, yeah, we would rather learn the avoided done by the coin Godel from the avoided done by the coin Godel. Remember, who did the avoid of the Miluyim? That was Aaron, the first coin Godel. Who does the avoid on Yom Kippur? The coin Godel. So it makes most sense if you're saying that that's who would have to separate. And it says, Lafuke, Kulu, Kashoso, the love avoiders coin Godel, Milu, which actually excludes from every single question we ask could it be Sukkot? Could it be Pesach? Could it be Shvuz? Could it be. Could it be Shuas? Could it be Rosh Hashanah? All those questions are chucked out the window. Because all of those could be done by any Kohen. And there's a similar, what's the bonding similarity between the Miluyim and the Yom Kippur Avoida? Both were done by the Kohen Godel. So it makes, that makes more sense. The Ikad, the Omri, some say, Omri Avina, Donin Avoida Tchila, Ma Avoida Tchila, La Fukehani, the Lov Tchila Ninu. He says, let's learn from the first time Avoida. From the first time avoider, which excludes all of these, we're not a first time avoider, or not a, the first avoider. Let's leave out time for the meantime. The first avoider. So what's um, now my tchila? What do you mean the first avoider? What are you referring to? So he says, If you want to say it means the first avoider that was done by the coin godol, I. The Miluyim were the first time the Kohen Godel served, and Yom Kippur was the first time it was a seal for specifically the Kohen Godel to do the Avoidah. Again, generally throughout the week and the year, different Kohanim can do the different Avoidahs. But Yom Kippur, Miluyim was the first time Aaron served, and Yom Kippur was the first time that Aaron was obligated to serve. That's what we're suggesting. He says, Hanu Kamaisa, that's basically saying the first the first opinion. Again, Rafina came along and he said, learn avoidance coin god what has to be done by the coin godal to what has to be done by the coin godal. Miluyim to Yom Kippur. Now we suggest no there's a different answer explanation that it could be learned from the first avoda to the first avoda. He says, wait, if you say the first avoda means the first time Aaron had to do that avoider. Well, that's basically saying the same thing as the first answer that it's the it's what the coin godel had to had to do. So he says that can't, it can't be what it means. It's the first time avoider was done. Learn the first time the avoider was done in that place from the first time the avoider was done in that place. I on Yom Kip, the Miluyim was the first time that Aaron did the avoider in the temple courtyard offering korbanos on the outer altar. And Yom Kippur is the first time that Aaron did the Avoida going into the Kodesh HaKadoshim. So that's what the other answer is. Again, it's more similar to compare the to learn your, and more likely to, it makes sense to learn Yom Kippur from the Miluyim, because they both, the first time the Kohen Godel served in that part of the Beis HaMikdash, rather than learning Rosh Hashanah, Sukkot, Pesach, etc., 
from the Miluyim, where the Kohen Gadol had already, which are not a new Avada, because the Kohen Gadol had already done the Miluyim in the outer, in, in the rest of the Beis Hamikdash. Okay, that up to here, interesting enough, we've taken for granted that the Pasuk by the Miluyim told us, just as you, um, just as the Kohen Gadol had to separate for Miluyim, for the Miluyim seven days before doing it, so too for Yom Kippur and Parah Duma. We're going to now see that that's actually subject to debate. Kelsar Abdin Yom Rabbi Yochanan, Matni Chada Rabbi Shua Ben Levi Matni Tarti. When Rabdimi came from Eretz Yisrael, well, now we're moving back to Bavli, so back to the Bavli. So when he came, it means he came from Eretz Yisrael. Unlike in Shkolim, when we mentioned, like when it said over there, that was referring to Bavel. So now we're back in, in, in Bavli. So when he came, he came from Eretz Yisrael and he told us in the name of Rabbi Yochanan that Rabbi Yochanan taught only one. And Rabbi Shubh Levi taught two. What does it mean? Rabbi Yochanan Kippur. Both phrases in the Pasuk are telling us that the Kohen Gadol has to separate before Yom Kippur. But no source in the Torah that the Kohen Gadol has to separate before. Um, that, sorry, not the Kohen Gadol, that a Kohen has to separate before doing the Poradum of Rabbi Levi Manitarti, Rabbi Shur ben Levi taught two cases. He says, Lasos, Elumas et Poro. When the Apostle says, Lasos is telling us that the Kohen has to separate for seven days before doing the Poro Duma. Lechaper, Elumas et Kippurim. So in short, it's a Machloikas. When this does, we can, re- ex- we can express this Machloikas slightly differently. Does the Kohen have to separate for seven days before doing the Poro Duma? According to Rabbi Yochanan, he does not. There's no allusion to it in the Apostle. And according to Rabbi, um, according to Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi, he would have to, as the pasuk adds in the extra phrase, la'asos. Now we're going to ask a kasha on Rabbi Yochanan. Um, says Rabbi Yochanan, ma'asni hada. Chada would Rabbi, sorry, Chada would Rabbi Yochanan really only teach that there's one? We only learn out Yom Kippur of se- to separate and not by the Parah Dumi says, Baha Anantan, we learned in a Mishnah. Shiva's Yomim Kaidem Yoma Kipurim, Vashiva's Yomim Kaidem Srefas Apara. We learned clearly in Maseches Parah Duma from a Mishnah. Rabbi Yochran can't really argue on a Mishnah that you have to separate before Yom Kippur and the Parah Duma. So the Moran says, Maleba Alma. No, by the Parah Duma, it was just an extra level of stringency that we went to. I by Yom Kippur, it's an obligation, as learned out from the Pasuk. But Poratum, it's only a level. Why would you have this added level of stringency that he separates seven days before? So remember, as we learned yesterday, and I mentioned at the beginning of Shir, the Kohen God, um, we went to the, in most areas of the Poratum, we go to the far, far extreme to be so cautious about Tumah. So therefore, again, not an obligation from the Torah, but... That the Kohen Godel, that the Kohen who's going to do the Avoda would separate seven days before, but not Doraisa. But wait, it's Rabbi Yochanan himself on the previous page. It says Rabbi Minyumi Bar Chilkia said name of Rabbi Manasya Bar Idi in the name of Rabbi Yochanan that the Pasuk when it says Hashem Laasois Lechaper Alem Laasois is referring to the Poradum and Lechaper is Yom Kippur. You just told me. Rav, Rav Dimi, you've just come from Eretz Yisrael and you told me that Rabbi Yochanan 
holds that the only time the coin has to be separated and it's the coin God will be for Yom Kippur. But I remember, this is two daf, this is yesterday's daf, we quoted Rabbi Yochanan saying that it's coming to teach both cases, Yom Kippur and the Pora Aduma. So the Gemara answer is not a harder rabba. That's actually Rabbi Yochanan's Rebbe. Rabbi Yochanan wasn't saying that's what I hold. He was saying that's what my Rebbe holds. The kiosk of Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi came. He said in the name of Rabbi Yochanan, Mishum Rabbi Yishmael. In the in the name of Rabbi Yishmael, Lasos Elu Masay Para Lechaper Elu Masay Kipurim. When it says Lasos, it's referring to separating for seven days before the Para Tuma, and Lechaper is referring to seven days before. But Rabbi Yochanan himself, what does he hold? Rabbi Yochanan himself holds that the coin God, the only obligation to separate for seven days is before Yom Kippur and not before the Paraduma. So Amal Reish Lokish, Rabbi Yochanan, Reish Lokish said to Rabbi Yochanan, Did you not learn it from Miluyim? We know by Miluyim, if he didn't fulfill any of the requirements mentioned in the Pasuk, it's in the Miluyim would have been invalid. Well, then we should say the same thing here. I, if Aaron had not separated for seven days before doing the Miluyim, before doing the inaugural service in the, base, in the Mishkan, it would have been invalid. Well, then you should say the same thing by the Kohen Godel. That... If he doesn't separate for seven days before Yom Kippur, it would be invalid. So he says, So maybe you say it's true. If the Kohen, maybe you're right. If the Kohen Godel does not separate for seven days before Yom Kippur, the avoider is invalid. He says, no, it can't be. He says, no, it says, we said that you mafrish the Kohen Godel, and you set up a replacement Kohen. Now it doesn't say that you separate the replacement Kohen. Now the Khitai Mafrishin, and maybe you will say that Matakin means separate. He says, listen, it should have the Mishnah could have should have been and kept its structure. I should have either said that you separate the Kohen Godel and you separate the replacement. I, then we would know both have to say seven days away from their homes before doing the avoid on Yom Kippur and the replacement would have to do it in case he's the replacement. Or it should have used metaknin. But it should have used the same word. By the fact that by the Kohen Godel it uses mafrishin and by the replacement Kohen it uses metaknin, clearly they're different things. Mafrishin means separate from his family seven days. And metaknin, well that means something else. We're going to have to see um, it means just set up, have a replacement ready. But again, by the fact that the replacement doesn't have to separate for seven days, we see it would not invalidate his avoidance. Let's say the coin Godel became Tomei just before Yom Kippur. So you had to set up the replacement. The, replace, me, the replacement would not have separated seven days before his um, temple service. And therefore um would not have to um, separate for seven days before. The avoider should be invalid. So Omalei, Rabbi Yochanan, responded to Reish Lakish, Well, where do you learn it from? I this that you have to separate for Yom Kippur. So Omri Misina, he says, I learned it from when the Jews were at Har Sinai, or when Moshe was going up Har Sinai. The glory of Hashem covered the mountain, and the cloud covered Moshe for six days. 
and he called to Moshe on the seventh day. Now, since it says he called to Moshe on the seventh day, why does it have to tell me he was covered in the clouds for six days? I can work it out. If you just tell me that he... Um, that he that Hashem called to him on the, the clouds covered him, and Hashem called to him on the seventh day. I would know that the clouds covered him for six days. So why does it have to spell it out? So he says, This is setting a principle that any time. Um, this is a general principle that any time someone is going to go closer, higher in holiness and closer to Hashem, like Moshe going on Har Sinai to meet Hashem, or the Kohen Godel going into the Holy of Holies on Yom Kippur, Toon Prisha Shishi has to separate for seven days. But didn't we learn he has to separate for seven days? Says my niece in Rebbe This is. Um, the mission is in line with Rabbi Yehuda Ben Basayru, who's actually worried about becoming Tomei. Irashi explains, you know what, um, there's no real good... There's no real good place to stop this Gemara. I think let's leave it here. We'll pick it up from the bottom of the previous, bottom of Gimel Amud base tomorrow. Um, it is right in the middle, but it goes on, it carries on for a bit. Like, I don't know if it's worth uh, um, how far we would have to go. So we'll just leave it with this. So again, what we're holding, we have a Machloikas, Rabbi Yochanan. Rabbi Yochanan came along interestingly and said, we only find an obligation to separate by Yom Kippur. We learn it from the Miluim. So Reish Lokish asked him, Reish Lokish says, but wait, Rabbi Yochanan, if you're learning it from the Miluim, then if Aaron had not separated for seven days before, the avoda would have been invalid. Well, then we should say the same thing by the Kohen Godel and Yom Kippur. If he does not separate before, it would be invalid. But we know that's not the case. We know that if the Kohen doesn't separate, so separate for seven days, we know that um, if the Kohen Godel does not separate before seven days before and then does the avoda on Yom Kippur, it would still be valid. But if you're learning it, Rabbi Yochanan, if you're learning it from the Miluim, it should be invalid. And Rabbi Yochanan then said to Reish Lokish, Ah, oh, so then where do you learn it from? So you don't want to learn it from the Miluim. Where do you learn it from? So he says, I learn it from Har Sinai. We know that when Moshe was going up Har Sinai, he had to wait six days. And then, and then he went up to Hashem. So so too, when the Kohen Godel is going to go into the Kodesh HaKadoshim, the Holy of Holies, he must wait six days. And then he can go. And now the question that we're leaving off with, which we'll pick up from tomorrow, is, but our Mishnah said seven days, not six days. Okay, and we'll carry on from that point tomorrow.